Hey guys, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. You can create the life that you've always imagined. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Today, I have a very special guest for you guys. She is the host of a podcast called WTF Am I Doing With My Life? So I was browsing iTunes and obviously that title caught my attention. WTF am I doing with my life? I've asked myself that question so many times during my lost, frustrated life stages as I was like about to graduate college and the first few years after college, I'm like, what? am I doing with my life? So obviously I had to listen to an episode and after listening to her podcast, I was like, wow, this girl is just so real. Her personality is so down to earth. And I loved the way that she delivered her podcast. So I reached out to her on Twitter just to give her props on her podcast and tell her how much I loved it. And we became Twitter friends and the rest is history. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Christy Arnett. Christy's an emotional intelligence coach, professional poker player, and host of the WTF Am I Doing With My Life podcast. So you can find Christy at christyarnett.com. That's spelled K-R-I-S-T-Y-A-R-N-E-T-T.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Christy Arnett. Hi, Christy. What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I love it. I know. I'm so happy you're here too. I'm such a fan. Like you're such a cool girl. I love your personality on your podcast. This is the power of the internet and the power of social media. It's so cool that we have found each other and and are collaborating and I just, I'm really excited. I know. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to jump right in and I want to dig into your background first because I know that you're a professional poker player. So tell me, like, how did you become that? How did that start? Walk me through your journey. So in high school, I started playing poker with my then boyfriend. And then in college, it just became this thing that everyone was doing. And I've always been a competitor mostly in sports. I was playing soccer in college. And so when all the baseball guys wanted to play poker, I was like, oh yeah, I know how to play. I'm super into that too. And so it just started out as me wanting to compete, me wanting to be part of like what the guys were doing. And then when I met my now husband, when I was in college, he was a professional poker player. And so it just grew from there. And after my senior year, I moved to Las Vegas and got a job reporting and writing about doing podcasts and videos, interviewing poker players. And then three years ago, I quit that job and pursued poker full time. Oh, wow. So 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 you've been in poker since high school, basically. Yeah, for over a decade. (laughs) It's crazy. And I know you mentioned to me like in our interview, you had a tiger mom. So tell me like, how did your family feel about that? (laughs) My mom was not excited. She was not supportive at all of the fact that I was also dating a professional poker player. She's like, you know, she was just telling me, you should try to be on TV. You're a hostess. You should do all these other things outside of poker. But when my husband started making 
like money and he was on TV and then I was doing some things more mainstream. Then she kind of came around because the most important thing to her is that I'm quote unquote successful in like the, the eyes of just overall. So it doesn't have to just be in poker, but as long as I'm making money and Mm. it's on TV, it's got to be legit, right? Yeah, that's true. Now, what was like the turning point for you? Because it seems like you're going through a transition stage where you started your podcast, WTF Mm -hmm. Am I Doing With My Life? What like pushed you to do that? Yeah. So about three, maybe three and a half years ago, my husband and I, we had been together for nine years and married for two at this point when we came to a really just difficult time in in our marriage. He'd been struggling with depression for a couple of years and me and my overachieving perfectionist li- like lifestyle, I, I was just unable to really be there for him in the, in the way that he really needed me. And mm-hmm. so three and a half years ago, I found out he had an affair. And oh, no. this was the most difficult time of my life. And from there, we both together decided, like, we care and love about each other. We are both very lost because at the time I was struggling too with social anxiety and an insane amount of stress. And, and it was all because... I was obsessed with achieving, obsessed with career, obsessed with this idea that I thought was perfection. I wanted, like everybody thought we were the quote unquote perfect couple and that's what I liked, but it's not, it wasn't true. And so from there, we went on this journey of self-discovery and personal development and learning about emotional intelligence. And we have done so much work that it became such a passion because what it did was completely change the trajectory of our lives. Whether we were going to stay together or not was irrelevant, that these were the things that we were going to have to learn regardless. Mm -hmm. And because we both improved together as individuals, we were then able to heal and come back together. And now we're in a place that's better than I could have ever imagined. And also I have this passion for this personal development and emotional intelligence because I see the results that people get in their lives and I've experienced it myself. And so that's what really starting this podcast and and starting my coaching business and doing this, wanting to do this full time has, has really just been so rewarding and Oh, so it's been it's been an absolute journey for the last three and a half years, but one that I would never change. I wouldn't take it back for a second. And it's now, you know, already I'm starting to get to meet and connect with people like you. You know, it's just it's just it's just crazy. Wow. No, that sounds like a dramatic transition. I mean, exactly what what prompted you guys to even go into personal development and what kind of like What ways did it actually change your life? Well, it's funny because feedback and 
just feedback is one of the biggest things that we learn about in emotional intelligence. And the concept is basically that we don't really know how we're showing up in our lives or what doesn't work until we get some sort of feedback. And that can come in the, uh, in the way of a friend telling you, Hey, you're being an asshole and I don't want to be your friend anymore. It can come in that way, feedback. It can come in the way of you get fired from your job. Like, hey, you're doing a bad job. You get fired. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, wow, I must be doing something wrong that I didn't even know I was doing. Well, my feedback came in the fact that my husband was looking for something outside of our marriage that I, there wasn't, I wasn't doing something that was fulfilling our marriage. And also for him, you know, he had created this, with what he did, he created this environment where like his best friend is hurt and that was feedback for him. And so once we got that feedback, we had our backs back against the wall, basically Mm -hmm. saying, and I, I was like, okay, Christy, your life is not perfect. You are not this like perfect person who, who can, you know, make everything, anything happen. Your marriage is failing. Like you've got to take a look and do something. So that feedback was really what put us on the path of like, let's find ways and people that can help us develop ourselves and and to make improvements in our lives and because I know that there are experts out there who who know how to help people get from point A to point B like this is an, a great time to do it and what I think is amazing with what you're doing with your podcast and what now I want to do is that you don't have to have that like the that piece of painful excruciating feedback Mm-hmm. to decide, hey, I'm going to become the best version of myself because there are so many resources out there now yeah. to support with that. Yeah, totally. I know, I mean, most people go into personal development after like a huge life crisis, but it, you don't have to wait until you hit rock bottom to start working on yourself. But I kind of want to like, I'm curious, like, when you two had your issues and you discovered personal development, was it more about like working on improving yourself and then your relationship ended up working out? Or was it like you had to work on your relationship too? Or was it both? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question. And the truth is it would go from one to the other and then back to the other because at first my number one goal was to make it work, Mm -hmm. to have it be repaired so that I didn't have to have this story of imperfection that I failed at a marriage and that we would get a divorce. So in the beginning, that was most important to me. But what I realized through this work was that my need to have things look perfect or be perfect or my need to achieve and what it would mean about myself if I failed. That was the issue. Yeah. And so it shifted to me saying, what do I actually want for my life, regardless of if it means this fails or not? Mm-hmm. And the truth is I wanted to feel at peace. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel in a relationship that I had a partner one who will walk beside me through life. Yeah. And while I wanted it to be him, I wanted all of those other things more than I needed it to be him. And when I discovered that, 
And I told him, like, look, I want, I want to feel love. I want to feel all these things. And I know that that love has to come from myself. But in relationship, what I need is a partner who will be as committed as me, who is going to walk side by side. And at that time, he wasn't super committed yet. He like, didn't know what he wanted to do. And I was like, at first I was like forcing him. I was like, no, you have to make this work. You have to make this work. But as soon as I stood on my own two feet and said, I'm working on myself, I know I need to love myself and I want, what I see for myself is to have this relationship that is supportive and committed. And I want that to be you, but if it's not you, then that's okay too. Right. That's, and as that's soon, a big realization. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And as soon as I realized that and stood f- from that place, everything changed and for the better. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's... That's amazing. I think you ha- there's so much power in like loving yourself and then finding clarity in exactly what you want. Because then you realize that like you know what you want and it doesn't have to be with this guy. As you just somebody else can fill that space and it's you're not attached to like one person specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're so right. Because that's where our power comes from is mm-hmm. is being sure of what we want and deserve and and, and that it's okay. It does exactly what you said. Don't be attached to, to it being one person or, exactly. or the way, way it looks. I mean, there's That's a difference the between, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you experienced that? On and off again. I mean, I'm with a, I have a long-term boyfriend. We've been together for like almost eight years and it, it has its good moments, but right now it's, it's at that moment where it's like, we're in different mindsets yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I guess he is, I don't, I don't want to say depressed, but he's just not, like, in a good place in life. And I feel like I'm really happy with my life. And I know what I want, but I, I just love him as a person so much. But mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like I'm doing it for the person, and I don't know if this is what I need in my life. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's, it's weird, and it's hard, and you don't know when is, like, right. I guess it's all up to you to decide, like, is this what I really want or am I just, you know? Mm -hmm. And the truth is that if he is um, in this place where he is unsure of himself and he's not loving himself, it won't matter how much you love him. It, I mean, of course it matters as in you are a friend and you give him love and support. But what I'm saying is your relationship in terms of that you, you could pour like endless amounts of, it's like, it's like if you had a big gallon of water and you were pouring it into his bucket, but Mm -hmm. if he's not loving himself, there will be no bottom to that bucket. And that water will just pour through instead of allowing it to like fill him up because he's got to do it first for himself. I mean, I don't know actually if that is your situation or what he's going through, but I can say for sure that is what was happening with my relationship with my husband, he was depressed and not, not giving himself love. So no matter how much I was like, whatever I did, it just wasn't, he wasn't going to feel it. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. And as a person who's really into personal development, sometimes it's hard because you want to push this person and you want to help them as much as you can. But if that person is not wanting to be helped and they're just not there, like it's, it's frustrating. So I think that's kind of what I'm going through right now. It's, Weird. Absolutely. And for someone who you're so 
driven and ambitious that when you set your mind to something, you almost always do it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're thinking like, if I set my mind to getting him to like take action and figure things out, or if I'm, if I, if I just love him a little bit more, support him more, I can get this to happen. But it just doesn't work like that with people. And the great thing is that you can let go, you can let go that you aren't responsible for his happiness. You just, yeah. I mean, of course you can assist in it. And when there's partnership and he's, you know, um, get, there's giving and receiving, of course, but you're not responsible. And that feels really good. At least it did for me when I was just like, whoa, I'm like, I can back up a little bit. I'm like, I'm not responsible. Yeah, that's true. It's not my job. I always believe like that. It, if someone wants to change, it's up to them. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So let's, Go back to you. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to talk about, like, you seem so entrepreneurial and you're so driven. And lately, I've just been struggling with finding motivation. So I just want to ask you, how do you stay focused and motivated? I I love this because, mm-hmm. um, well, first, thank you for saying that I'm entrepreneurial minded because that was something that... I struggled with. I was like, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm like a, that's a job. That's like something that boys do or something. So that really feels good (laughs) that, that you think that, but, um, what, so, so motivation that, that can often be fleeting. Like you can watch a video and be like, Oh, I'm so motivated now because I just watched this video, but long-term motivation comes from a vision Mm -hmm. and most often for me, that vision includes being in service. And so when I can remember that what I'm doing for my podcast, my videos, my um, business, my coaching, when I can remember that even the annoying little stuff like staying organized and doing books or the or proofreading, the, the, the little stuff that's not as like exciting, even though those things are are just small compared to the other things, when I'm not motivated to do that, I remember that this is all an important part of me making a difference for which my my goal is millions of people. So making it the, this bird's eye view of the vision that you have of being in service. And, and this could be different for everyone. So if a mom is, is really just like not motivated to go to work, but, but then they can remember that, oh, I choose to go to work because I provide for my family. And, I, and then they can think of their children and the, and the lives that their children get to have. You know, that can really be a huge shift in your come from as far as being motivated to work or motivated to, to get stuff done. Yeah. So basically focus on like your bigger picture and your vision. Yes. Remember that. Yes. I agree. I think for, for me, the way I, I deal with it though, is like, I always have to make sure that everything I do is fun for me to some level, like even organizing and tidying that could be very tedious but like I could listen to a podcast while folding clothes or like I I have to make it fun otherwise I'm so lazy and unmotivated to do the little things 
You know what? That is so like what you just said is so helpful for me because sometimes <laughs> I don't think about that. I just don't. I just don't think about like I can actually have fun with what I'm doing. So, and, but but you're right. Like when I put on a podcast or I'm listening to an audiobook when I'm doing the dishes, it's way better. Yeah. Yeah. So, cuz I'm I'm not the type of person that could like force myself to do something that's like boring. I'm just not <laughs> yeah. like I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, okay. So I want to ask you, what is your biggest goal that scares you right now? (laughs) Wow. Um, honestly, honestly, I know we just talked about this. And for those of you guys listening, I, I, I got to interview, I got to interview you on it just a few minutes ago, (laughs) but we talked about this, which is that writing a book, it scares me because it is, it's the most vulnerable. It's the most long-term project I've ever done. Mm-hmm. It is, um, it, it would be such a labor of love that I think I, no matter how much I, I will try and work on not being attached to the outcome, I just don't oh, yeah. know how difficult <laughs> that would be. Right. And it's a and it's a dream that has been such a long time coming. Whereas, mm-hmm. like if it's like a podcast or one video, it's a lot easier to not be attached because there's always another one. Yeah. But when it comes to a book that is so personal and will obviously go deep because books are mm-hmm. multiple, like hundreds of pages long. Yeah. yeah, that is scary. Wow. So, are you gonna? Are have you started your book? What is your plan for it? <laughs> I ha- I have started. Ooh. I well, I mean, let's be serious. I've started <laughs> it like seven times. Wow. <laughs> but um but but I I have started. So um my my book is going to be the story of my husband and I going through this very difficult time because I think in we just we just don't talk about infidelity in general and Almost everyone I know has been through it in some way where a girlfriend or boyfriend cheated and it's just not something that we really talk about, although it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So so I really want to be a voice out there for what's possible, why it happens, what good can come of it. And even for people who aren't still with that person, you know, like I, I, I know you talked about this in a couple of your videos and your podcast, which is that like... When we can take something that happens that is painful in our lives and change the story around it, it can make us so much stronger, so much more wise, and -hmm. so much more dynamic. Yeah, I love it. So it's like not letting that situation break you, but just make you stronger and wiser. Right. Don't let it define you. Otherwise, you're going to be that like angry, bitter 50 or 60 year old man or woman who has been defined their entire life by one situation and they're a victim to it. And they're just Mm -hmm. like, they're driving around all angrily and are just like the worst road ragers ever. You don't want to be that. (laughs) Don't want to be that. Don't carry the baggage with you. That's what I always say. Just leave it there. Move on. I mean, it's hard, easier said than done, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. 
something else I wanted to ask you. Like, I listened to your podcast on emotional intelligence, and you guys talked about something called Be, Do, Have. And I really loved it. I thought it was, like, really inspiring. It changed my mindset a little bit. So can you just share that with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so my first question is, do you know someone who has all the things? Like the car, the money, the lifestyle, even the, you know, the girlfriend, boyfriend. Do you know someone who has that but is still unhappy? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> we can probably all of us could probably think of many people who are like they have all the quote unquote things right? But are still unhappy. And so the concept of be, do, have is really one that is simple, but that we all just have backwards. We just do because of the way our society is, the way, um, you know, advertising works. And so let me explain. So when we think of being successful, we think about having all of these things, having the right job, girlfriend, money, car, so when we want to have those things, the first thing we think about is how do, what do we do to get it? We ask them, hey, what did you do? How did you get all that money? And we're like, okay, so we get caught up in all the things that we should do. Like, okay, I got to go to the right college. I got to like go to the right club to meet the right person. But that is backwards. So we're all doing these like like do so that we can have, and then we'll be happy. That's what we think we're supposed to do. But it's the opposite way around. We're supposed to stop, take a look at who we are being because who we are is the the everything to what we have. It's who we are. So if you think about your favorite people in the world, they have who they are, are they're, they're honest, they're loving, they are um, ambitious, they're upfront, they always work on themselves, they try to be the best versions of themselves, they're, they help people out, they're giving. And when you think about those people, those are the first people that you want to help. You want to hire them, you want to date them, you want to give them opportunities. And so whenever you're thinking about things that you want to have, First, stop and check who are you being. Like if you if you want to have that promotion, who are you being at work? Are you being proactive? Are you being on time? Are you being punctual and all of these things? If you want to have a relationship and you're just you know thinking about how come all these other people find these amazing women, who are you being? Are you being someone who is is a catch to women? You know what I mean? And so that is that is how we create all of the things, the abundance in our lives is through who we're being. And so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy though, to think like, and I still get caught up in it all the time where I'm just like trying to do the things I need to do to have. When I first heard this, I was thinking to myself like, oh my gosh, I'm always thinking about what to do. Like I'm very action oriented. Like what can I do to get this or, you know, Uh so yeah, it's who am I? And so it's about like your characteristics, your qualities, right? Yeah. And who you are for other people, really. Yeah. I love it. I think that's life-changing too. Oh, absolutely. It is the, it it totally changed my life, especially in my relationship. Like I was thinking like, I need to do all these things to have my marriage back to where I want it. Like I have to do the counseling, 
do this stuff. But mm-hmm. then I realized it none of that was going to matter if I was just being a butthole the whole time. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like if I was just being mean and unforgiving. So I was like, who am I being? I'm, I've got to be love, be kind, be yeah. patient. I love yeah. it. All right. Thank you so much for being here on my podcast. I think you delivered so much wisdom today. I love it. Oh, I I had a wonderful time and I really appreciate you inviting me and to all the Lavender listeners out there. I just, I just love you. Oh my gosh. I love you too. (laughs) You guys out there, check out Christy's podcast, WTF Am I Doing With My Life? It's so good. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Christy. What I love about discovering more people in the personal development space is really that we all, even though it seems like we talk about the same topics, we have different life experiences that have shaped us and that kind of shape the way that we see things. And so it's really nice to get new perspectives and hear different lessons from different people. So you guys can find Christy at christyarnett.com or on Facebook and Twitter, Christy Arnett. So that's spelled K-R-I-S-T-Y-A-R-N-E-T-T. And also be sure to check out her podcast, WTF Am I Doing With My Life? Today's podcast was brought to you by audible.com. Yes, your girl got hooked up with Audible. So now you guys can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial if you go to audibletrial.com slash lavendaire. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash lavendaire. If you guys have any feedback for my podcast, feel free to leave a comment on my blog, lavendaire.com. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Everything is at Lavendaire. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. My name's Eileen, and you just listened to The Lavendaire Lifestyle, the podcast on lifestyle design for millennials. Bye.